Okay, so the reason you all have a seed is because of a childhood memory of mine. So if you're listening to this and you're not in the room, if you're listening to this recorded, pause it, go get a seed <laughs> or a bean, something. So I have this really vivid childhood memory. I don't know, it's third or fourth grade or something where the teacher said, now go home, get some lima beans and a Ziploc bag and a paper towel. Wet the paper towel, fold it up, slide it about midway down the Ziploc bag and put four staples in it. And then on top of each staple, set a lima bean. Okay, and then just tape that in the window. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. I mean, beans are going to be sitting in the window, right? <laughs> so, you know, I don't know how, how old are you in third grade, like nine or eight or something. So for me, it was, you know, you're seven, eight, nine years old. You're like, what, what is going to happen? And, you, and the teacher's like, look at it every, every, every morning before you come to school and look at it when you get back. Right? And so you start to see the casing start to kind of break away. It's like, okay, well, it got wet. That's why it, that, that's breaking away. Well, that's sort of true. Um, and then things start growing out of this thing. Right? Like first there's this little white shoot that comes out. It's a root. And then you see this whole thing bloom and blossom and grow. And finally the seed's not there anymore. And you've got four, four plants in this Ziploc bag. And you know, the teacher's like, okay, you can do whatever you want to with it. You can take those outside and do what you want, plant them or throw them away or something. Well, those seeds that you have do that same thing. I mean, if again, if you if you kind of look at them and imagine, some of them have harder shells, some of them have softer shells, almost like a skin. But once they get wet, right, it, the water seeps into that skin, and what's inside actually swells and breaks free and right, starts this whole process. I'm not going to go through all the process of germination of seeds, right? But I did do a lot of reading because that sort of thing fascinates me. Um, but there's a text here in John 12. If you want to open your Bibles to John 12, I'm not going to read everything that James read for us this morning. And as we're, like I said, as we're going through this, my intent really is that you're going to look at this seed and think about some of the things that Jesus says. Because um, we're going to talk again some about the physical and some about the spiritual application of that. So I want to look um, just in verses 23 through 26 again of John chapter 12. Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. So Jesus talks here about this grain of wheat, right? He says, if it doesn't fall into the earth and you just have this grain of wheat, I didn't even keep one for myself. I need to get one out here. If you have this little seed, right? And I set this seed here, and it just remains there. That's where it will remain, and that's how it will remain. Until it turns to dust, apparently, or somebody throws it away. Right? Jesus says this grain falls, right? If it comes off of here and it goes into the earth and it dies, right, then it bears much fruit. 
So I want to talk about some of the physical. Like I said, we're not going to go through all of this germination stuff. But we're going to talk about some of it, right? First thing, right, for these things to sprout, you have to have the right conditions, right? If anyone has a bag of beans in their cupboard, they're not all sprouting. And there's a good, really good reason for that. It's not that they can't. The conditions haven't been met. Right? The right temperature, it's probably the right temperature in your cupboard because we like similar temperatures, but there's not water. There's no nutrients in the soil. There's probably no sunlight in your cupboard cabinet, right? All these conditions need to be met for this thing to do something. Right? It just has potential right now to be something, but it's not. Um, you know, the first thing that grows out of it, like I said, is this little root. And I, I thought that was interesting. Um, as this root comes out and immediately goes downward, it knows where gravity is. Right? Just hanging in the Ziploc bag, you can see it. The root comes out and goes down. And actually, as it's pushing down, it hits that little staple or whatever, and it starts to push the bean up. So even if it was underground, you can imagine it pushing the rest of the bean in, toward the surface, right? toward sunlight. Um, there, there actually is, it's not just meat inside these seeds, right? If, if, you, if you cut them open and you look really closely, there is a, an embryo of a plant in there as well. Really small, right? right? If you have a bean, it's easier to see. It's kind of that, that corner, that notch in there. There's an embryo in there. Well, when the conditions are met for this thing, the embryo actually starts feeding off the meat that's in there. Right? Because water hits it and it starts creating all these chemical reactions. It releases food and it starts feeding off of that and it starts growing. Right? So you've got the root growing, you've got the embryo growing up, the roots growing down. This thing, this round, hard nut or whatever is becoming a plant. Um, so then you have left a seedling. There's roots, there's a trunk, there's leaves coming off of it. Um, there's no seed left anymore, there's no nut left, there's no bean left. But that plant then matures and produces seed after its own kind, right? That's just how, that's how the agriculture works. So I didn't go into all the nitty gritty stuff. The, fa the real fascinating stuff is what I didn't go into. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> okay. But that, okay, so Jesus is describing that process. Well, there's a few things I want to point out from this. One is think about the plant and the seed. Those of you who have acorns, think about the tree and that acorn. Like, look at that acorn and, and think about an oak tree. They're nothing alike. You can't look at that thing and say, oh, I see a little oak tree in there. I mean... The scale is, is phenomenal with some of these oak trees compared to the acorn. But it, it doesn't take 10,000 of those acorns to make a tree. It takes one. Right? The, there's also the difference in the, we mentioned earlier. This thing isn't doing anything. This bean is just sitting there. like It can, it can serve a purpose if you eat it, maybe. But it, it's, it seems like it's, it's dead. Right? There's potential for life. But it's just not doing anything. The plant is growing. We don't think of plants as like walking around having a life, but right, it's taking in sunlight, it's taking in nutrients, it's taking in water. It's, there's all kinds of chemical reactions going on in the plant. They're very, very different existences. Right? Um, now let's consider these things 
in light of Jesus' remarks. Right? So now I'm going to start talking the spiritual part of this. All right, first I want to, I want to say I think Jesus is, the immediate context is he's applying to himself. I think that's crystal clear. Um, if you look in verse 23, right, um, he says, if any, he was saying to them all, I'm sorry, this, I'm, in, I'm in a different chapter. If you look in verse 23 of, of John 12, right, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. So he's immediately thinking about his glorification, his death, right? It, it's coming. But then he does, I think, make an application to his disciples, right? Look in verse 25. He who loves his life loses it. Or you could replace that with anyone who loves his life loses it. Anyone who hates his life in this world will keep it. Verse 26. Anyone who serves me must follow me in where I am. There my servant will be also. So I think the immediate, I don't want to overlook this and say, well, Jesus is only talking about disciples and the only application is that. No, I think the immediate, the very first application is himself. It's time for him to die. And that's what he says. It's time. The Gentiles are now coming to me, right? Or the Greeks, right? Because Philip and Andrew, right, they're saying, hey, these, these guys want to know about Jesus. We would see Jesus. And Jesus, is, for him, he's like, okay, this is, this is what I've been looking for. It's not just Jews coming to me. The world is coming to me. It's time for me to be glorified. But I want to focus, I guess, on the application to us, not, not necessarily to him. I think we understand it to him, right? In Jesus' death, the fruit that is born, right, are, is the church. Without that death, right, he remains alone, so to speak. Just as he said, right, the grain of wheat remains alone. If he didn't die, there is no other heir. There is no other uh, brother or sister or family. There's Jesus, and that's it. When he dies... The opportunity arises for innumerable right fruit to be born. Okay, but let's talk about us. So, what does it mean for us to die? I mean, we understand that Jesus Jesus dies and, and produces this great fruit. But I mean, if I die, people aren't believing in me for their salvation. Like, you know, how does this work? Um, and he and he did use the word die about this grain. I mean, I don't think of these things as dying. These seeds, I think of them as transforming, you know, because it exists. And then, you know, I watched it grow in that Ziploc bag. I mean, it never disappeared and like something else appeared. But Jesus used the word die. Right? And if you, again, think about the seed or the acorn that you have or whatever you have in the tree that it, or the plant it's going to grow into, how different they are this doesn't exist anymore when you have the tree. It's gone. Right? Um, so there, there is another one other passage I want to look at in this lesson. That is in Luke 9. Otherwise, we're going to stay in John 12. But if you turn to Luke 9, there's a similar statement Jesus makes about saving your life and losing your life. You know, But he links it with a different statement. Not about a grain dying. In Luke chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus says, He was saying to them all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. 
And then verse 24 is the familiar one, right? For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. So I think if we equate this idea that Jesus has, denying yourself and taking up your cross daily, to the grain dying, those things being similar, those things being the same idea, right? I think what we see is a different shade of it. In what is taking your cross daily for the purpose of, right? When someone in outside Jerusalem saw, if you were walking around Jerusalem with a cross on your back, people look who saw you would know what's happening. You're going to your death. You've been sentenced to death. You're carrying your cross. You're about to die. Well, so then they make a lot more sense if you, if you think about it that way. Jesus says in Luke 9, take up your cross daily and follow me. Okay, daily I need to die. And then you look at this grain, right, where Jesus says, hey, if this, if this grain doesn't die, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces fruit. And he says, I'm going to die. I'm in, inferring this, right? I'm going to die and produce fruit. You have to follow me and do likewise. Well, what that looks like in light of John, uh, Luke 9 is denial, self-denial. Right? I'm not going to produce fruit by nailing myself to a cross. I mean, physically. Right? I mean, people do this in the Philippines. It's on the news almost every year around Easter. Right? I'm not going to produce any fruit by doing that because that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about self-denial as dying. Well, why does he use a seed to talk about self-denial? Why would that have in, why would that have a, even the same idea? All right, now we're going to take another jump. Everybody, you've got your seed in your bean, right? Imagine if that thing was sentient, like it, it was aware of itself. <laughs> okay, and you say, "Hey, bean, I know you're enjoying life right now. Like you're a bean." Or you're a seed. You got it good. Right? You don't have a job. You don't have to work. You don't have to eat. You really don't have to do anything. You just kind of sit there and you're a bean. But there's this other existence you don't know about. And I, I, if I tried to describe it to you, there's no way I could describe it to you. Because all the things that you would do, you can't do right now. Right? I mean... How, how would you tell a bean what it would grow into? I mean, you can't even... You can't, right? But we have been told. We have been told, and a bean's not sentient. Okay. It's not making that choice. I choose what happens to the bean. God didn't do that with us. He could have. He could have. But he said, you know what? I'm actually going to create these seeds with the potential to be what I want them to be and give them the choice of self-denial. So, if you think about the physical process of this thing sprouting into a plant. right? It's sacrificing itself. Remember the meat that's in the bean, the, the part that we gain nourishment from when we eat these things, it actually gets consumed by the embryo. It's used up. 
and it goes away. All that potential goes away, and it becomes something else. Well, I think Jesus is saying that same thing happens to you when you choose to deny yourself. Deny your flesh, right? I don't mean deny everything, every thought that comes into your mind, but deny the flesh and follow him. That same thing happens. You start to get used up. You start to get consumed. What what does this look like? All right. Let's think of ourselves as beans. We're little packets of resources. Right? I have energy. I have time. I have abilities all packaged up in my life. I've got 24 hours. You've got 24 hours. You know, actually, that means there's more than 24 hours in a day, right? If you think about man hours. That's how corporations think about it, man hours. We're not spending one hour in here. We're spending about 20 man hours in here. It's a lot of resources, right? So we are, we're, we're these packages of time and energy and abilities. Are we just sustaining ourselves so that we can keep those that same time and energy and abilities all to ourselves? If we're the only ones that experience it, we're just like the bean. The bean has the same potential today as it had yesterday because it didn't reach out, right? It didn't expend itself at all. How much of our time and energy and abilities do we say, all right, I'm just going to consume it. I'm going to let it be consumed, right? Self-denial, not for me, for somebody else. Once we start going down that road, then the root comes out, right? If you want to speak spiritually, where should the root go? Into the Word. Here's the beautiful thing, right? When this is being expended, it's not just resulting in the production of other fruit and other seeds. It's resulting in the growth of the new life. So as we're expending our time and our energy and our abilities and the things that we have, right? We're, we're a packet of those things. As we're using those things for other people, we start growing. The, uh, the new life actually starts growing. It starts getting taller. Leaves start coming off of it. Roots start getting deeper. That's one of the things that happens. But see, we have the choice of whether or not we do that. And I know that's very engineer thing to, to think of myself as a packet of resources. <laughs> and that's not very appealing to the soft sciences or anything. I, I, right, I, I get that, right? But I'm saying for the purpose of this illustration, it's helpful for me to think that way because he's using a seed. And that's what a seed is. It's very utilitarian, right? It has that ability. And we have the choice with that ability, right? So... Jesus gives us insight into if we choose not to go down that path. We remain alone, not producing fruit. Well, you know, again, if we had our sentient being, right, and we said, hey, you know, you've got this choice. You can do this, stay a bean, or, you know, you can do this and you can be this plant that has all these chemical reactions happening and other beans are coming from you. Well, I mean, who cares what the bean chooses? It doesn't matter. I'm either a bean or I'm a plant. Why, what's the big deal? Well, Jesus here actually says, 
the choice to produce fruit is the only choice that follows him. So it's not just a matter of like, I'm, I'm going to use this pack of energy the way I choose, and Jesus is saying, I've, got, I've really got two ways to do that. Let's just pick one. That's not, that's not the point. The point is, he says, if you remain alone without me, you're going to die. I mean, that's kind of the definition of death is separate from, from Christ, separate from God. That is what death is. I mean, there's all the other implications of you're not even you're not going to be profitable during your life to God by producing fruit. Right? The real implication is you yourself, when you're when this physical life and this body of resources comes to an end, and we're presented in judgment. You know, there's going to be a handful of beans, and then there's going to be this garden of plants, right? The sheep and the goats. And the beans don't survive judgment. They don't make it. The plants get planted. Right? We're sort of like seedlings at that point. That's how I'm thinking about it, right? We're sort of like seedlings at that point. We've made a little bit of fruit, but then what we were really destined for was the garden. Right? Paradise. So it's not a, just a choice of, well, God made me this way, and I, I've got two equal opportunities. What he's saying is really, you must be consumed in the pursuit of the good of others to follow him. You have to. There's, there's not another path to follow him because that's what he did. So, I'm going to conclude with that. I didn't have three or four points or five points. I wanted us to be able to, when we're walking around and we see a seed on the ground, look up for the tree or the plant that it came from and just think about how different those things are. And think about what God actually wants to do with you. You probably cannot wrap your mind around it. More than likely, you cannot wrap your mind around it. But the beautiful thing is, he said, if you do these things which you can wrap your mind around, Right? which is deny yourself in the service of others. You will become the thing that you can't wrap your mind around. He'll make you into that. He designed you that way. This seed is designed to do something when it hits the soil and the water and the sunlight. Every human being was designed to do the same thing. The difference is he gave choice. Right? He gave us choice. So what, what are some examples? I mean, this is really, tip of the iceberg is like the biggest understatement here because I'm not going to go into all the ways you can serve other people. Um, find someone in need and be kind to them. I mean, that's, that's like, if you don't know someone in need, you can find somebody pretty easily. You don't have to know them. You know, just find somebody who needs something and be kind. That's using your resources for someone outside yourself. Um, you know, be a friend to somebody just because that person needs a friend. This, for me, man, I'm telling you, this is hard. <laughs> I'm the most antisocial person I know. 
Like, you know, give me the man cave and give me a lock on the door and I'll be happy for like a decade, right? But that's not what he was, I was designed to do, right? That, that, that's a seed that's just sitting there in the dark doing nothing. Identify someone who say, you say, you know what? I think that person needs a friend and I'm going to be a friend to that person, not because of what I can get from them or any joy, right? I want to give them joy. If you're like me, that's going to consume a lot of resources, right? For me, it's not time and it, for me, it's mental energy to engage someone socially, right? On a regular basis, that's hard for me. But I was still designed with that capacity. Um, you know, we're, our theme passage, you guys can't read this, but it's in Second Peter 1, verse first 11 verses we're talking about you know partaking in the divine nature as a promise we were promised that we could do that um, I think this describes that well, I mean where is God right? he, he's existing he's living in heaven well really what Jesus is saying is you become you become the entity that can exist in heaven th this way you start partaking of the divine nature this way. Even if you can't see it with your eyes, that's what's happening to you. Right? So, you know, I, I would point you to Second Peter 1, the first 11 verses, and read that and say, how, how, how can I do these, all these lists of things, right? Generous and kind and gentle, patient, right? Identified things to people to do that. You know, this person drives me insane. I'm going to go be patient with that person. <laughs> you know what? And I'm going to be kind and gentle with that person because that's what God designed me to do. And as I'm doing this, I'm becoming something that can live in heaven with Him. That's really what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. So, I hope this was helpful. It's probably one of the simplest lessons I've ever like given because it's so straightforward there's nothing complicated about a seed growing into a plant I mean for us you put it in some water and some dirt and it happens but that's the image Jesus used to describe us as we choose to deny ourselves right? so there is a death however that is uh, a one time death it must happen before any of this makes any sense. And that is in baptism. Um, I'm not going to turn over there, but if you want to, Romans 6 gives an amazing picture of this. Um, that we must die to self and die to sin in a decisive point, in a decisive moment to be forgiven of our sins and be translated into a relationship with Him. Where any of this stuff matters. Right? I mean, none of this activity, daily or life activity, accomplishes anything if I'm living under the weight and guilt of my own sin. It doesn't, doesn't do anything. I'm not even a seed at that point. I'm like a rock, right? I mean, you plant a rock and what happens? It's a rock that's underground, right? 
baptism sort of trans I mean that's that's where the power happens right the power happens in making that rock a seed that now has potential to make a choice so that death must happen you must choose that death as well and then as we said from Luke 9 daily taking up your cross I'm going to deny myself today this way I'm going to deny myself today this way if there's anything you need to do in your life that you think we can help you with that's why we're meeting here and having this lesson that's why we're having this sermon time like this so we all open the Bible and look at it and say hey who needs help with this this is the group of people to let know because we all want to go to heaven everyone in here I'm assuming the reason you're here is you want to go to heaven just blanket statement right let somebody know that you're struggling that either you you haven't been baptized and you want to make that first decision or that you have and you just haven't been living like this you've been reserving all your resources for you and you just need some help branching out getting out of it Stephen's going to sing a song um, it's going to give you a few moments to chew on that think about it um, and if you need some help please grab one of us aside and uh, talk to us and let us know thanks